Welcome to a refreshing podcast from Life Church. Get ready. The Word of God will be planted into your heart and will produce God's best in your life. I'm ready to preach the Word of God. Are you ready to receive it? All right, let's get into the Word. Father, we thank you for giving us, Lord, grace to hear your Word. We thank you, Lord God, that there is something good in store something good in store for us today when we receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, I began talking about vision for my life. Vision for my life. That was the name of the, the sermon. And I'm talking to you about vision for my life or vision for your life. And we all have things that we want to see. We all have things that we believe God is saying to us. We all have dreams that we want to fulfill. And I want to share with you a little bit about what that looks like because God wants the vision for your life to be fulfilled. Actually, before I even continue, I realize, thank you for reminding me, if you have a toddler ages, uh, what is it, zero, no, one to two, one to three, one to four, something like that. I forgot what toddler ages are now. But we have a toddler ministry. Let's get off our toddler ministry. We have a toddler ministry that is really, really, really prepared to minister to your toddler. So would you escort your toddler to the back? Uh, you may need to assist them by going to the toddler room ministry upstairs. Uh, we want to welcome you. That way, you as parents can hear the Word of God a little bit more free and relaxed. Amen. Are we excited about that? Hallelujah. We'll give some time for that. You know, some of you may have wondered why, well, we did, we did explain why we suspended our children's church. Our hope, don't give me that screw face, Sophia. <laughs> Sophia's upset. She always reminds me, you shouldn't have done that. Thank God for our children's church. They did a phenomenal job. When you have children looking for it, that means they've done a phenomenal job. So we're so proud of our children's church team. We suspended it because we felt that we needed more resourcing behind it. Um, specifically human resourcing. So we're looking to relaunch at a later date. I don't have a specific date for you, but as we continue to grow in strength, we're going to have more resources to dedicate to that. So soon we'll be having our children serve in that capacity as well. But what, we'll, what we are doing, what we are doing is we are making, them avail making it available to them to serve in, in, in the adult service. And so I believe even towards the end of this month, You'll see more children involved in that, and we want to really get them serving and plugged in and just really getting used to ministering to people. So can we give our children a hand? <laughs> Glory to God. So they're going to have a great time doing that. All right, so I think our children, our toddler ministry is set. You guys ready for the word? All right, so let me start over. Are you guys ready for the word? All right, awesome. We're going to start with putting Life Church's vision um, on the screen. So I asked you guys to read this last week. We'll do it again. So let's read it on a count of three. One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to go a little step by step. There's a lot that we read there. But I'm going to go step by step as to what the vision of this church is. Last year, we talked about our core values. That's different. 
that's different than what our vision is. Our vision is where we're going, right? So you want to know where is this church going, right? If I'm a member of this church, what will my life look like given some time, given a year, given two years? If I dedicate myself to what God is doing here, how will that shape my life? What, what would I look like at the end of this experience? And so, if you ask that question, let's read the vision one more time. One, two, three, come on. All right, so we'll stop right there. We see a what? Say it loud. One more time. Vibrant. See, I, it shouldn't take three times to say vibrant vibrantly. <laughs> But um, vibrancy is something that is of the kingdom of God. And the Western world has been affected by a European, and I'm not knocking Europeans, I'm just trying to show you something. The Western world has been affected by the European form of worship. And so if you go to most European style of worship, everyone is solemn, quiet, reserved. And so even in the Western world, a lot of times that's what you have. But that's not the kingdom of God. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is vibrancy, energetic, lively. So when people see you, they should see life. Amen. When people see you, they should see vibrancy. They should see energy, not now I'm just kind of like moseying through life. No, God has done too much for me. I'm too energetic, too enthusiastic. I have too much energy to live life as if I don't have a God in this world. If you are a member of Life Church, you will live a life of vibrancy. Amen. Glory to God. That's where you're going as a member here because that's the kingdom of God. Vibrancy, vibrancy, energy. The vibe of heaven is not low-key. The vibe of heaven is not solemn. The vibe of heaven is not quiet. If you want to get a glimpse of what the vibe of heaven is, read the book of Revelation. You'll see how loud heaven is. You'll see how much activity there is. You'll see how many angels there are. You'll see a lot going on in heaven. It's not... Um, candles and just everyone's quiet. No, there is energy. There is pulsating energy in the kingdom of God. There is that in you because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. Holy Spirit is not boring. The Holy Spirit is not lacking energy. He's not lacking fire. He's not lacking enthusiasm. So if you are a member here, you will live a life of vibrancy. Someone say vibrancy. That's the vibe of heaven, vibrancy. And I want to really camp on that because I believe that many of you want to live a vibrant life, but you don't know how to. You feel inside this, ah, uh, something needs to come out, but I don't know how to. It's been shrouded by personality quirks, words that have been said to you, experiences, hurts, all the things that have been dumped on you. And so you feel this raging fire, this roaring passion locked on the inside of you. You want to come out, but you don't know how. Well, thank God you're here. 
because I have a word for you. Amen? You're going to live vibrant in the name of Jesus. Come on, nudge your neighbor, give him a little elbow, say wake up. You're going to be a vibrant person. Write this down if you can. Vibrancy. Somebody say vibrancy. Flows from a heart of gratefulness. Vibrancy flows from a heart of gratefulness. How do I live vibrant? Be grateful and vocalize it. Vocalize it. Don't just feel it on the inside. You ever heard people say, I love you, but I just, I know what I feel for you on the inside. Not good enough. If you want to live vibrant, you have to release the gratefulness you have on the inside. You have to get to the point where each and every day you are releasing thanksgiving to God. Mm, I love that. Here's a scripture that really blesses me all the time I read it. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5:18, in everything. Somebody say, in everything. All right, so let's stop right there. In everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, in every, in, in every uh, place of life you can find yourself, what does it say to do? Give thanks. I love that. In everything. Listen, if you get into this place where in everything you are giving thanks, you will live vibrant. Oh, one time the Lord told me this. Praise or thanksgiving is the language of victors. Complaining is the language of victims. So I've gotten into the habit in everything. Lord, I'm not happy about this, but let me give you thanks. I'm going to give you a reason why you can give God thanks in everything. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. But I just want you to just stop right there. In everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God concerning you. This is God's will for your life, that you live a life full of gratefulness, not just you feel it on the inside. That doesn't cut it. No, you must express gratefulness. You must express gratitude. You must express thanksgiving. It has to be on your lips all the time. That's how vibrancy it's flowed. That's how it flows out of your heart when you're expressing thanksgiving. This is why you can do it all the time. I love it. Look at Romans chapter 8, 35, 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress? Now, I'm going to read some things to you that none of you have ever experienced. Now, tribulation. Let's, let's experience what this is. What is tribulation? When Paul was speaking of this, people were in tribulation. People were dying because they believed in Jesus. Now, that's still happening today. It's just not happening here in America. But there are people right now, Christians right now, in church right now, that when they leave their place of worship, they have to be concerned of being killed for their faith. That's what tribulation is. Tribulation is persecution. It's great trouble. It's not just for the faith. Tribulation is great, great trouble. I think of the nation of Haiti. Many of us over here, you know about the nation of Haiti because you, you come from Haiti or your parents come from Haiti. Haiti has had great tribulation throughout the years, throughout the history. I mean, earthquakes, famines. I mean, just civil unrest, political unrest, tribulation. Many of you never seen the day of that in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that's a great word because a lot of times we feel bad about that. 
Like, you know, when your mom said, eat this, because there's people in Africa suffering. So what happens is you feel terrible. No, no, no. Eat it with joy. Thank you, Father. Because it shouldn't be like that in Africa. It shouldn't be like that in certain nations of the world. It shouldn't be like that. So the fact that you can experience the goodness of God, how much more should you be grateful? This is what causes vibrancy. It says, look at this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine? This is not just going hungry. This is not just your low on your EBT card. You know what famine is? No vegetation, nothing growing in the ground, no fruits, no leaves, nothing green, nothing to eat. Not there's grocery stores, but you just don't have money to go and buy. That's not famine. Famine is there's no grocery stores. There's no supermarkets. There's nothing. Famine. I want you to see this picture that the Bible is illustrating here. It says, should, should famine or nakedness or peril or sword. We don't live in a war-torn nation. Thank God. There are people in Syria today that have to be concerned about shells dropping on their homes. That's sword. That's peril. That's persecution. That's tribulation. Thank God we don't live in that. There's people in nations where they have to be concerned about coming into a place where people just bomb their... I mean, we have little threats here and there, but I mean, this is everyday occurrences where there's bombs and mass shootings every single day. Paul is saying, even in that, even in that, as it is written for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things... Somebody say, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Think about that. In what things? In tribulation, I'm more than a conqueror. In distress, I'm more than a... So maybe you feel distressed right now. You feel a lot of stress, a lot of depression, a lot of... Guess what? In that, you're still more than a conqueror. Now... If you understand that you are these things, in these things, you're more than a conqueror, in tribulation, in famine, in peril, in all of those things, you're more than a conqueror. This is why you can give God thanks in everything. I give God thanks in everything because no matter what I face, it doesn't change who I am. Glory to God. No matter what I'm going through, I'm still more than a conqueror. Million dollars in the bank, more than a conqueror. Million dollars in debt, more than a conqueror. Feeling strong and healthy, more than a conqueror. Not doing too well physically, more than a conqueror. Marriage on fleek, more than a conqueror. Going through a divorce, more than a conqueror. It don't make a difference what happens because the love of God surpasses every single thing I can ever face. This is why in everything I can give thanks because in everything of those that we just read, we are more than conquerors. Vibrancy flows out of a heart of gratefulness. Glory to God. When you know that God has made you who he's made you and nothing changes, and you give God thanks for that. You cannot live a dull life. You cannot be bored. You cannot feel down. You cannot be, you, you cannot live a, vic, a victim life. You can't. It doesn't matter what you do. If I'm a martyr for Jesus, more than a conqueror. 
Glory to God. No matter what, I win. Glory to God. You hear what I'm saying to you? Whatever you're going through doesn't change who you are. Let that be the reality where gratefulness flows out of your heart. Why? It's there that vibrancy kicks in. Glory to God. That's where it flows. So I want you to wake up tomorrow, whatever the situations you're in, whatever you're facing, no matter whether you're unemployed, underemployed, overemployed, they're working you to death. I'm more than a conqueror. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Through him who loved me. That will never change. Glory to God. Vibrancy flows from a heart of gratefulness. We can give thanks in all things because in all things we are still more than conquerors. Let's read Life Church's vision one more time. One, two, three. Okay, stop right there. So we're vibrant. We're also clear about God's intentions. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. What does it mean to be a member of Life Church? You're going to be clear about God's plan for your life. Let me speak this over every single person right here. You will not live and die and not know what God wants from you. You will not live and die and not know what the purposes of God are for your life. You will know what it is and you will fulfill it in Jesus' name. Amen. You are clear about God's intentions for your life, to their life. They are serving in the church, successful at work, leaders at home, and embraced by their community. Clear vision, write this, write this down. Clear vision comes where there is no division of belief. Clear vision comes where there is no division or division of belief. James 1, 5 to 8. This is going to bless you. Come on, nudge the other neighbor that you didn't nudge. Say, okay, this is going to bless you. <laughs> Glory to God. James 1, 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. How should you ask? So asking in faith matters, right? With no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose, don't even think about it. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Why are we sometimes lacking vibrancy? It's because we have two visions on our heart, and we're pulled this way and that way. Two beliefs. I'm going to believe the Lord, but I'm going to really believe the, the, the circumstances. I'm going to trust this, but this person said that. You're constantly pulled in different directions, and it's killing your vibrancy. You want to be a vibrant person? Be a single-hearted person. Singleness of heart creates vibrancy. Glory to God. I'm telling you something, that's a freeing thing where your life is not being pulled by what's happening. You're not tossed to and fro by the wind. You're settled, you're resolute. You're not moved by what has disappointed you, what has hurt you, what, what, what went wrong. No, what do I believe? I'm clear on what God has said to me, and I'm going forward. Like I said last week, the vision may tarry, but wait for it. It will happen for you. What do you do in the space 
where you're waiting. You stand on what you last heard. I shared this years ago. We were created to worship. You know that, right? And I'm, I'm astounded at the story where Moses goes up to the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. Now, this is just amazing to me. God, stay with me. This is amazing. The people saw signs never seen before. Think about that. They saw plagues. They were enslaved. And they were brought out of Egypt. God did amazing things for them. They couldn't wait 40 days. They couldn't wait 40 days of silence without turning their hearts to something else. Some of us, we're so uncomfortable not knowing the will of God that we make up something in its place. What do you do when you haven't heard from God? You wait. They couldn't wait 40 days. My God, you were enslaved for 400 years. You couldn't wait 40 days? Why? We're wired to worship. We're wired to turn our affections towards something. We're wired to believe something greater than us. And that's wonderful. God put that in you. But let me tell you something. Worship the living God. What did he last tell you? Just because it hasn't happened yet, don't be so quick to move. Don't be so quick to change course. Stay the course. Because on the 41st day, you would have received the revelation that you needed. So why do people lack vibrancy? They're moved here and there. They're not settled. They're not settled. Mm, let me tell you something. That is not going to be true for us. If you want to walk with clarity, you've got to walk with a resolute to do what you last heard. In the name of Jesus. There's a lot of things I don't know what to do yet. You know what I'm doing? I'm going on what I last heard. Oh, that's so freeing. I can go to heaven. Lord, I don't know what next, but what I do know is what you said last. If I could always position myself that way, oh, I'm in perfect position to do the will of God and to hear the next step. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do what you last heard. Amen? That's what creates vibrancy. Let me, I, I went off on a tangent here. Let, 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 me, let me go back. So, if any man, for let, let that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Lift up your hands. I want to release his blessing over your life right now. You will not be unstable in any of your ways in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, if you believe that, receive that. You will not be unstable in any of your ways. You will not be double-minded. Wherever there is conflict, wherever there is any kind of inconsistencies in your heart, the Lord is making it clear right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what it means to be single of heart. If you look up that word single of heart, you'll see this, you'll see this word in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. The Bible says that their hearts will single. You know what it means to be single in heart? It means that there is no pebbles, there's no rocks. There, it's like sand that is completely smooth. There is no inconsistency. Like I used to hate oatmeal when I grew up. Now it's funny how you like certain things when you, when you hated it when you were younger. I used to hate oatmeal. And one of the things I hated about oatmeal is the inconsistency of it. I didn't know what I was eating. Is it milk or is it oats? And my mom used to make it very milky. Anybody grew up with milky oatmeal? I hate milky oatmeal. 
you, I'm preaching, right? I hate, because I don't know what it is. It's milky, but there's a little thing here. You know, it's milky, but there's a little thing here. I hated it. Inconsistency. Isn't it amazing that it's not God? Isn't it amazing that Jesus says, I would rather that you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Isn't that amazing that most of the foods that we eat are not warm? Not all of them, but most of them are either cold or hot. There's something about most foods that if it's warm, it just doesn't settle with you. There's an inconsistency with it. Let me tell you, that's the key to breakthrough, being consistent, being stable, knowing the will of God for your life. That's the key for vibrancy. So I just release that right now. You're not going to be double-minded in anything, single in heart, no pebbles, no rocks. Oh, I love that. That's my confession. Single in heart, no pebbles, no rocks. No pebbles. That's, that's what it means to be single. There is no sand and rocks. Sand and rock. I believe this, but I also believe this. I believe, but I also believe this. And this is a constant, what do you believe? That's why you'll see throughout scripture, people were forced to make a decision. What do you actually believe? Well, I don't know what I believe. That's a good point. If you don't know what you believe, ask the Lord, Lord, show me the truth about this. Because I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's right. I don't know which way to go. Sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel that way. Lord, what are you saying? I feel divided. I feel I can't commit myself any way. Lord, what do I do? You pray that prayer. And then the first thing you hear the Lord tell you, you settle with that. And you say, this is what I believe. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you're going to be settled in your faith this year. Amen. Someone say, I am not a double-minded person. I am stable in all of my ways. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Vision for my life. Let me go a little deeper here. Can I go a little deeper? Vision for my life begins and centers around vision for the church. Vision for the church. Now, this is going to step on a few toes, but there's grace for healing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> vision for your life begins and centers around vision for the church. Oh, glory to God. I love this. The Lord taught me a while ago that when your priorities are in order, you don't have to choose between them. What that means is, there are many things that God has given you that are important. They shouldn't be in conflict with one another. You just have to understand how they fit in your life, but they can still be a priority. Like right now, my wife is home. She's taking care of our two boys. Right now, being here is a priority. So I'm here faithfully ministering to my church. When I leave, I'll be faithfully ministering to my family. No conflict. We have a system that works and we're at peace. You get what I'm saying? When your priorities are in order, you don't have to choose between them. You understand what I mean? And you don't have to suffer. Some people like to pull that, you know, that it's like a, it's like a, to me it's a weak way of living life. When you pull the card that family first, so I can't do this. Family first, so I can't do that. Family, no, 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 no. When your priorities are in order, you don't have to choose between them. 
What is the priority? The kingdom of God, which includes family. Family does, it's not that family, see, you understand the kingdom of God is bigger than everything. Part of the kingdom is family. Part of the kingdom is relationships. Part of the kingdom is your job. Part of the kingdom is your local church. Part of, your, part of the kingdom is all of these things. Your heart has to center around the call of the church and the kingdom of God. Once the vision of your heart starts there, everything else becomes clear. Let me share with you a scripture found in Haggai. This is a rebuke to the nation of Israel. It says in verse 6 to 9, You have sown much and bring in little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple, that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. In other words, the nation of Israel was experiencing lack. And God was like, listen, you know why you're experiencing lack? It's because you're living your life with you at the forefront of it. Your needs, your house, your marriage, your relationships, your, 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 your. That's the most important thing to you. And you have not considered your ways. You have not put the kingdom of God and its needs first. Oh, that takes faith. That takes faith for everybody because we're not used to that. But that's what God is saying. Because you put your needs first, it came to nothing. You had a bag of money, it had a hole in it. You worked, you didn't bring much in. What you brought in was blown away. Why? Your vision for your life, it centers around your own life. Get a bigger vision. Let it be centered around the things of the kingdom. And then what you work for, you'll be able to retain. Am I speaking to you today? This is why I made a decision long before I started this church. My life belongs to the Lord. Whatever he's called me to, I will say yes to it. You, this, this is going to surprise some of you, but let me tell you something. I used to be one of my first, one of my very first responsibilities in church. And I know everyone doesn't necessarily serve in the you know, the church service. So I'm going to start there, but we'll broaden it out. My first responsibility, I was a sound person. Now, I don't know a thing about sound. But I remember we had about 10, 20 people there, and we bought like an eight-channel mixer, and I just had to learn it. It was just eight channels, and I, 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 I didn't know much, but I said, Lord, I'm available. The only thing I wasn't available for was praise and worship. Other than that, I was available for everything. I used to do youth ministry. Not because I knew I was called to be a pastor. I saw a need. I wanted to fill it. I mean, being on the street, preaching. Yeah, leading people to the Lord. Glory to God. Why? I felt the need. I saw the need. I said, yes, Lord, I'm there for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? While I was trying to figure out what God was calling me to do, I said, Lord, before I have all the answers, I dot all the I's, cross all the T's, where's the need? How can I be of service? I'm available. And as I made myself available, the vision got clearer. The vision got clearer. 
Okay, you did this for a season. You did the sound. Okay, now let's kind of divert here. Now, now you're doing this. Let's divert here. I'm training you here and there. But what I really want is your heart to be available for whatever I'm calling you to do. And if your heart is available for whatever I've called you to do, I will lead you in the place of vibrancy and fulfilling God's plan. That's where your heart has to be. Lord, whatever you have called me to, wherever there's a need, I'm there for it. You need me in children's church? I'm there for it. You need me in nursery? I'm there for it. Whatever I can do with the grace that you've apportioned to me, I'm there for it. Whatever it is, I have a yes to the Lord. Why? I had a, I had a revelation in my heart that the kingdom of God, its needs, become, it, it, it goes before my personal needs. And this is why I'm blessed today. Oh, I'm blessed today. Let me tell you, I'm blessed in the name. I have a great family. I'm blessed. And the reason why is because I've put the things of the kingdom first. I'm blessed today in the name of Jesus. I live a stress-free life in the name of Jesus. Beautiful children in the name of Jesus. No debt in the name of Jesus. It didn't always, it didn't start that way. But I had a heart. That said, Lord, my heart, my life belongs to you. This is how some of you, you're sitting here. Where am I going in life? What, what, what am I going to, what's, what's becoming of my life? Let me help you out. Make the vision about the kingdom of God and let the Lord put the pieces in place. That's what you call worship. That's what you call worship. We know, the, we know the scripture very well. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We say that. We, 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 know, it, we know it in different languages, right? We, we, know, we, can, we know it in different versions. We know we can say it backwards. But what does it really mean to seek first? Yeah. What does it mean to me? That means, Lord, if this is the season where I'm putting first the things of the kingdom beyond or before my relationship goals, Lord, I'm doing it. If I need to put the, the, the things of the kingdom first beyond family goals, I'm doing it. Why? When your priorities are in order, you don't have to choose between them. You don't have to choose between them. God will give you the grace to fulfill it. That's what worship is. Not what it, not what it takes, especially if you have a family, you have children, you have a spouse. It takes communication. It takes understanding. It takes agreement. Okay, this is how we can do this. Don't just do things willy-nilly. But God is the one who blessed you. Like, that's why, I'm, let, me, let me just help you. Some, let me help some of you. Some of you guys work on Sundays, and I, there's no judgment on that. There's no judgment. So if you have to, if you really, really have to, you don't. But if you really have to, <laughs> praise the Lord. Some people may really, really have to. I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I want to be honest. I, I understand the times have changed. We're not living in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s where everything shut down on Sundays. I get it. So, the, so, so, and then we have the internet. We have multiple services on Sundays. We have multiple services throughout the week. We, we made it, a, ministries available. So, I get that. The, the proliferation of the gospel is the, what it is. So, it makes things a lot easy. Praise the Lord. But let me help you with something. This, this is a general principle. God will never bless you with something that will be in competition with something else that he blessed you with. So when God blesses you with a job and that job, I'm not even talking about just working on Sunday. I'm talking about if it requires you to overwork, if it requires you to take, a, it, it just steals every ounce of joy out of your life. It cannot be God if it's in competition of something else he gave you. 
So you can always feel free to know if this is the Lord or not, knowing if it's in competition with something else he gave you. God is in agreement with himself. He's not going to put you in disagreement with yourself. So this, son, this, this uh, Saturday, I want to welcome you to something special. By the way, First Lady will be back um, this Saturday. She'll be back. Yeah. This Saturday. Well, normally, uh, the reason I'm saying Saturday is because this Saturday is our worship night. And First Lady will be teaching. She's gonna, there's, there's a portion of the worship night where she's going to be instructing in the Word of God. It's going to be in line with freedom and worship. It's going to be amazing. Amen. And so she's excited to see you. I know you're excited to see her this Saturday at 7 p.m., right? Oh, 7.30. I got that 7 o'clock. 7.30. So please be here. It's going to be amazing. A lot of churches, what they do is that they have, uh, you know, 21 days of prayer. They'll have, you know, 21 days of fasting or of worship. They'll do a whole bunch of different things for 21 days. We elected not to do that this year, but we do want to start this year off in worship. We didn't start it off, but it's still very early in the year, so please come and let's worship. Here's what's going to happen when you worship. When you come and worship, you're going to get a clearer vision for your life. Worship is the place where God imprints vision. That's where God imprints vision. A heart of worship is where God imprints vision. I think we put that up there. Can we put that up there? I want you guys to see that. Your heart is the place where God imprints vision. So some of you want to know about, Lord, what's the vision? What do I do? What, 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 what is it that you have for me? Let me give you an easy, 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 peasy, lemon squeezy way of figuring that out. Worship. Worship is the place. The heart of worship is the place where God's vision is implanted or imprinted. So you want to know the vision for your life? Be a worshiper. I never forget. I think she may have maybe stepped out for, or maybe she's serving the, the toddler ministry. But Keisha, who is a, a, a medical doctor, how she shared how one day she was in worship here at Life Church, and as she was worshiping, she had a vision, a literal vision, where she saw with her eyes that she would have multiple. She was still in medical school, I believe, or she was doing her residency. She had a med, she, she had a vision that she would open multiple practices throughout the city. She knew that she would have her own practice. Today, she has her own practice in worship. In worship. Is it possible that this Saturday you can come with a heart of worship? And then heaven just downloads a picture in you, and you just, you, you, just, you, you, just, you just know what to do all of a sudden. It's not just a day. I'm not trying to lock you in on a day, but I'm trying to show you. Take advantage and opportunities of the call of worship. When your church is having a call of worship, come to it because we don't do it lightly. We don't take it lightly. We're not just, oh, let's just fill up the dates on the calendar. No, we've thought about it. We've prayed about it. We've planned it, and we believe the grace of God is there so that when you come with a heart of worship, vision is going to be imprinted into your hearts. So that's what I'm excited about this Saturday. Come expecting God's going to speak to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the vision that you have for us. Oh, yeah, we're going deeper in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're putting the needs of the church first. We're making ourselves available to you, Lord God. Lord, before we put our needs, our personal goals, our personal ambitions, we're saying, Lord, what is it that you have for me? 
I'm putting your word, your will, your vision, your plans first and foremost in my life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This concludes today's message. If you need prayer, want to give a donation, or would like more information about Life Church, visit us at www.nylifechurch.com.